Chapter two, create your unique business. Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. I want to clear up a huge misunderstanding that many agents have. You are not an employee. You're a business owner. I see people starting out in the business and they try to fit in and follow in the footsteps of realtors around them. They act as if they've been given a job description with certain duties, hold open houses, cold call, door knock, work weekends and nights, and answer their cell phone 24-7. To be successful, they assume they can't choose what hours to work. The job drives their schedule. They don't think they can choose what clients to have or what their business should look like. I get it. I did all those things too. I even knocked on doors looking for leads, which took hours and hours away from my two little girls. When I started, I was a single mom with two kids, ages three and five and a half, at home. I had been married for six years and had been a very successful credentialed third grade teacher. I left my teaching career and jumped into real estate full time. This was a risk and took courage. Most great things in life won't come unless you find the courage to take a jump into a new direction and take action. Imagine after going through school for years, getting my master's degree in curriculum and instruction, so that I could become a principal. I just up and left my profession to go into a totally different line of work? It took some guts, to say the least. Was I scared? Of course. Did I have to overcome obstacles? Yes. After just a few months in the business, my husband of six years left me for someone else. I was shocked, confused, scared, hurt, angry, and perplexed all at the same time. I was left with very little in the bank, a brand new career, and two children to care for on my own. My world was turned upside down. I was in survival mode, to say the least. I didn't know it at the time, but the universe, call it God, a higher power, whatever, had something bigger in store for me. When I left my teaching career abruptly to dive into a new career, it felt very daring and scary. The crazy part about this story is that if I hadn't taken that leap of faith, if I had let my fear of change get in my way, I would be in an incredibly different place today. On a teacher's salary, I could never have afforded to keep my children in the home they had been raised in. One of my main objectives was to protect my daughters, keep their environment as stable as possible. Looking back, I'm so glad that when I had that inclination to change careers and dive in, that I did it. Because of my success today, people seem to think that it's all been smooth sailing. It hasn't. Would you like to have two days of live coaching directly from me where we're actually going to go over one strategy that in 2020 brought in 48 seller transactions? Well, you want to go to kristamayshore.com slash two days live. That's kristamayshore.com slash two days live. Our next live is actually February 22nd and 23rd. It's only $97 and you get coached directly from me 
all day long for two days straight. So if you're wanting more sellers and you're wanting to learn to utilize video and social media in your business, then show up to our next two days live. Go to kristamayshore.com slash two days live and I will see you there. And I didn't get where I am just because I'm cute and smart. Honestly, I've heard people say that. The reason I've been in the top 1% is because I have an incredible work ethic, drive for excellence, strong appetite for educating myself, and I'm different. I've always approached this career as a serious business owner, even in the beginning when I was frightened and insecure. You've got to start thinking like an entrepreneur, a business owner. It's true that you don't have quite as many choices when you're first starting. When I began, I focused on buyers and I did a lot of traditional things like open houses to get leads. But even back then, I was thinking like an entrepreneur, not an employee. I tried to do things a little differently than people in my office. I analyzed what was working and what wasn't. I knew that I was the one who had to create the kind of business and success I wanted. I constantly took classes to learn. I tried different things and failed and failed again. Don't get me wrong. My results were outstanding in my first year, but I wasn't as innovative then as I am now. I worked like crazy, but I was timid about standing out and making myself known. I wish I'd have understood the awesome power of being bold and innovative. If you're new in the real estate, you don't have to make the same mistake. Jump into the business boldly, make a difference, and be different. Create your unique business and do the things your colleagues are not doing. Research what Fortune 500 companies are doing and find out ways to implement their techniques and strategies in your own business. Don't let your company team you up with or have you follow around the person who has been in the industry forever who does things just like everyone else. Be an entrepreneur. Hire a coach. This may seem crazy to you, but I've been in the top 1% nationally for 16 consecutive years running. I'll talk about this again in chapter five, but for now, just know that it is difficult to do something new and be the best of the best on your own. You may need some mentoring, constant pushing, and help at implementing all you need to do to be the best, to stand out, and make it happen. Don't be a lemming. Don't just follow the leader. Be the leader. My goal was always to be number one in the market. Even in the beginning, I'd study the super successful brokers and figure out what I could do to be just as successful as they were. I kept the techniques or approaches that fit me and discarded the rest. I started studying other businesses outside of real estate to see what made them successful. Then I took what I learned and applied it to my business. For example, early on, I realized that I wanted more control over my time, which meant dealing with sellers rather than buyers. So I turned my attention toward making that happen. The point is that I didn't just drift along doing real estate. Get a vision, which might change from time to time, of the type of business you really want. Then focus on putting that business together. Your goal may not be to be number one. You may just want more revenue, stability, or to work with a different type of client. You may want a business that secures your financial freedom or one that lets you control your time more. Whatever it is, the principles I'm sharing will help you get there. But you need to start with your unique vision of what kind of business you want and then design your brand around it. Developing your brand. Okay, you probably work with branding and might be thinking, hey, I can skip this section. Don't. 
<laughs> your brand isn't just some slick slogan you throw on your flyers. It's not just some spiffy logo or the angle du jour that's supposed to attract hot prospects. It's not just the colors you choose for your website. Your brand can't be some hollow straw man of what you think will sell or who you think people want you to be. To be effective, your brand has to sincerely reflect what you're about. It needs to set you apart from the crowd and make you unforgettable. Your brand should be the very DMA of everything about your business. From your business cards, to the way you treat your clients, to the way you market a listing. It's even the clothes you wear. That means if you're heading to Starbucks Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, you need to be in the type of business attire that reflects your brand. Here's the thing. When you start applying the techniques in this book, the technology, community building, and innovation, you'll start getting massive exposure. You don't want an outdated brand and image blasting out to the community. You need to make sure that everything from your photo to your website reflects the business you are creating. As you adopt and implement the methodologies in this book, you'll get much busier. So now is the time to get your brand right and start out on the right foot. To find your unique brand, ask yourself a series of questions. What is the vision I have for my business? How am I unique? What are my real strengths? How does my market perceive me now? And how would I like them to perceive me in the future? What would I like people in my community to say when they tell someone else about me? How do you want people to feel about you and your brand? When they see your sign, when they see your videos, how do you want them to feel? For example, when you see my materials, I want them to feel I trust her. I like her. She's real and approachable. Feelings are a huge part of marketing. People are all over social media nowadays. They want to see anything and everything about you. They look you up on social media pages. They see what you're doing. They see what you're interested in. Everything that shows up on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, your LinkedIn, and Facebook pages is being watched. They're interviewing you on social media even when you don't have a clue that they're interviewing you. Part of your brand is the personal side. People want to get to know you and form a relationship. I love to cook, I love to boat, I love to be on the Delta, and I love entertaining. I show that on my Instagram and my Facebook feeds. I don't post anything on those sites that I wouldn't want the world to know or see. I wouldn't post anything that would be detrimental to my brand. Part of your brand is your personality. I've learned that I don't need to reach the world. I only try to reach the people who will connect with me, the people who realize the value of my kind of person. Don't be afraid to be who you are. As for me, I have tons of energy, in case you can't tell from how fast I talk. <laughs> I talk fast. I think fast. That's just who I am. I can be like a chameleon and slow down when I need to, but for the most part, my clients love my fast pace. They know I'm going to work quickly in my business and I'm going to get results for them without dragging my feet. Even though I'm fast paced, I still treat my clients like dear, special friends. I take my time with them. I talk with my clients, not at them or to them. I've always worked hard on becoming very professional at what I do, and I enjoy working with clients who have done the same. I have a lot of education and work well with others who appreciate learning. I also love fun and humor, and I can be crazy at times. I have a degree in psychology and a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. I'm a professional, so I show up in a professional business suit, but I'm also going to hug my clients, give them a fist bump or a high five. Depending on who I'm dealing with, I'm a leader, not a follower. I am, and I will continue to be, 
one of those early adopters of the latest technology. As you think about who you really are, also think about what type of client you want to attract. Who do you want to work with? I want to attract people who respect me personally and professionally. If someone gets upset that I only see clients in the evening, one night per week, and I try to avoid even one night when possible, then they aren't the clients I want. I've learned the hard way that clients who are the most difficult in the beginning will continue to be that way. They'll demand every ounce of my attention, have little or no regard to my family time, and call at all hours of the night and on weekends. They are showing that they do not respect me and they are not like me. I respect the professionals I work with and I also require mutual respect. I have boundaries and I respect other people's boundaries. These are the clients I want to attract. This is important. Be who you want to attract. Attract who you want to be. Don't scramble to reach the masses. Reach the people you want to work with. Less is more and more is less. Simpler is sweeter. Your job as a community market leader is to develop lasting relationships with people. Your brand does that. It introduces you to people and forms a relationship before you even meet them face to face. When I make educational videos, I show that I have a lot of knowledge and that I'm well educated. Then I add the bloopers at the end. People get to see my crazy funny side. They know I'm human. They learn to trust me because I'm giving them value without asking for anything in return. And they like me because I'm human. I'm a human being, just like them. All of this is a part of my brand. Part of my personality is being positive and it's something I value. I show up with a smile and enthusiasm every day. I don't freak out when something unexpected happens, but accept it and move on. Am I always feeling like that? No. Am I human? Yes. Do I have bad days? Yes. But I work to shift negative mindsets quickly and show up with a positive attitude. People respond positively to positivity. You don't have to be the bubbly, enthusiastic kind of positive I am, but no one wants to work with a negative Nelly. Nobody wants to entrust their home to someone who is constantly doom and gloom. You might not have a lot of crazy energy like I do. Maybe you're more stoic, analytical, and incredibly smart. That's a strength. Focus on it. An agent that I know who is always in the top five in our area, he's an extremely powerful agent and excellent at what he does. He comes across like an attorney. He's brilliant, analytical, and very calm. He isn't exciting or expressive, but he's an expert at business and finance. He attracts that type of client. And, of course, they work really well together. He's completely different than I am, yet he's still very successful and does an excellent job. I respect him completely, and so does the community. When thinking about your target market, do your best to think about the kind of person that you like. Remember that even as you express who you are, you need to be unique and different in your approach and likable. There are certainly other agents in my area who have a lot of energy and enthusiasm. I still need to stand out from that crowd. I distinguish myself by going the extra mile and being more knowledgeable than many agents with the same type of personality. Your brand is also about your value. A, the value you give, and B, the core values you hold. One of my core values is giving back and every part of who I am expresses that. I mentioned some of my charitable work in the last chapter. I also feel a responsibility to give back in terms of helping train others in our industry to try to help them become more professional and more successful. Another of my core values is my morning affirmations. I want to positively affect every life that I touch. I want to make sure that my clients feel special and that they know that I'm listening to them and that I make time for them. 
Think about values that are most important to you. As a community market leader, the value you give is what you do differently. You're an entrepreneur. You treat your business like a business and you treat your clients with the respect that they deserve. You put your all into everything you do. You give them your best and you are a pro. That is the value you give. My team and I have a rule in our office that we always want to be better and we want to strive for excellence. That's what we do. It shows up in our brand, not just as an empty promise, but in everything we say and do. When I created Homes by Krista, I made sure that I always gave my utmost. I always went above and beyond. Guess what? Word travels fast. And guess what else? Clients could see that before they even met me because in every single thing that I produce, I give value. When I tell clients I won't discount my commissions, they have no problem with that. People are happy to pay for real value. What value do you bring to the table? What qualities represent you, your business, your business model, and what you produce for your clients? What benefits do you give your clients that are different from your competitors? As you become a community market leader and start to dominate your market, part of your brand will be just that. You're a community leader who dominates his or her market. You're going to be seen and known everywhere. So part of your brand will be, wow, I see that person everywhere. Make sure that your brand is really clear and really you before it starts showing up everywhere. Now that my brand is everywhere, I'm attracting people who are wealthier and who have higher priced homes to sell. They are attracted by the quality, difference, and innovation of what I produce, that what I provide is different and innovative. They've seen how knowledgeable I am through my videos. They've even been attracted to the way I dress in suits which attract a more mature and professional client. When you're thinking about your brand, start with how you want your community to react to you. How do you want them to receive you? How do you want them to relate to you? How do you want to build trust with them? Really think about your strengths, personality, and the value you bring. Once you are clear about all those things, only then is it time to look into logos, business cards, the colors of your website, the photo of your signs, etc. Don't make the mistake of trying to create these pieces first before really knowing your brand. If you're brand new in the business, you'll still need to develop your brand. It's not set in stone and it probably will change. Even so, you want to start standing out from the pack. What I don't recommend is that you try to promote yourself as having more experience or knowledge than you actually really have. I've seen new agents do this where they pump up their experience by showing the experience of their firm or broker. We all know that your broker is not 100% involved in the transaction, so it's dishonest to use the person's track record and being dishonest will come back and bite you. Instead of presenting yourself as highly experienced and knowledgeable, you can say something like this. I'm a new agent, but let me tell you that what makes me different than any other agent I'm innovative and I'm doing things differently than the people who have been in the business for 15 to 20 years. I'm using technology and have the statistics and data to show that my approach is really effective. You can give them the example of open houses and how useless they are in the process of selling. Holding an open house only helps your agent meet your neighbors and prospects for new clients who are barely entering the market and who are most likely not even qualified to purchase your home. But what am I going to do, Mr. Seller? I'm going to use all these technologies, all these innovations, and all these techniques to expose your house to the thousands. I have the backing of my broker who's going to walk me through every single step of the transaction. And if you have questions I can't answer, I'll tell you I don't know. I won't try to fake it. I'll find out the correct answers from my broker. If you were approached in this way, wouldn't you respect it and be attracted by it? That's exactly what I said when I first started. 
Dale Carnegie wrote a classic book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. In it, he points out that people like to do business with people they like, and prospective clients are going to like you if they can see that you're ethical, dedicated, determined, and that you sincerely have their best interests at heart. In California, the average seller interviews just two agents before signing a listing agreement, sometimes not even that many. If you get your foot in the door, don't waste it. Be likable, be honest, and have integrity. Give them as much value and knowledge in that listing appointment as possible. Tell them you will always make sure they're covered by staying on top of things and involving your broker. This is all part of your new brand. Innovation. We've talked about this, but I'm going to say it again because it's critical. Once you have the vision of what kind of business you're creating and have a clear idea of your brand, you need to start incorporating innovation in all you do. If you don't, no matter how competent you are, you'll get left behind. When I first started, one agent in our community completely ruled the market. It was unimaginable that anyone would ever be able to hold as much market share as this powerhouse agent. Today, that powerhouse is still in the rankings, but I've surpassed that person by far. Very early on, within the first year of being in business, I was neck and neck with this fierce competitor. Why? Because that person continued to do things very traditionally and did not move full speed ahead. Doing the same old thing eventually will catch up to you, just as it did that agent. Don't be like everyone else who uses the same old marketing approach that was used 2, 5, 10, 15, or 20 years ago. Do things differently. Be a leader. Set the new norm. And stand out from the crowd. Hey, I hope you like what you're hearing. So right now you're actually listening to my book. We're giving you parts of our book each and every episode. So stay tuned for the next episode on Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday, where we release more parts of our book, Sell 100 Homes or the Ultimate Digital Marketing Playbook. Thanks for being here. Appreciate your time and stay tuned for more.